And hello, and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. I had a slow start this week, Matt. <laughs> I just kind of stared into the void for a little bit there. I'm like, does does not compute, file not found, joel.exe not booting up. <laughs> it's because I have too many things going on this week because I'm worried about doing a proper ad read later, that's why. <laughs> That's my problem. Yeah, I just noticed that, and because the stream is a couple seconds behind, I just saw my cold, dead <laughs> eyes there for a second stare off into nothing, where I'm like, oh, shit, are we actually going? <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, now I'm extra scared. What do I do? Uh, how's your week been, man? <laughs> uh, not too bad, a little bit busy, but the, the last, like, day and a half, I've been managing to, like, actually get some game time in with the new boulders nice. gate that got released on oh, friday yeah. uh yeah it's it's great it's a great game it's fucking fantastic it, <laughs> i i forgot that it came out on the second and i felt so dumb because i uh, already started a replay of cyberpunk on the mm. playstation 5 with all the knobs actually turned all the way up in 4k and everything i actually even got and installed a brand new SSD into the PlayStation 5 so I can get those Ooh. like crystal clear, super fast uh, load times. Nice, nice. I'm I'm tempted to do that, but I'm waiting for Phantom Liberty next month. See, if I didn't play it on PC and if I didn't plan to play the DLC on the PlayStation 5, I would have, but I wanted Phantom Liberty to be as best as it can be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what I've been up to. Oh, and I've been playing the new Call of Duty season pass because I'm a horrible <laughs> fucking junkie and I keep coming back time and time again. Though, hey, uh, r rumor is and leaks are for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, which I think they're going to be announcing uh, like on the 13th or whatever. A lot of the stuff you did online in this one will actually carry over to the next game if you want. And it's like about fucking time. Yeah, because I know people weren't very happy that it didn't, it didn't carry on between one and two, did it? No, it did not. And no. it's like, look, if you're going to nickel and dime us for a season pass every like four months and like tons of different skin packs and the boys and Nicki Minaj and Snoop Dogg, then you sure as fuck better let me play as Nicki Minaj and Snoop Dogg in the next <laughs> Or else. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's the sort of week I've been having. Again, just cannot believe it's friggin' Saturday. I had a weird one this week. If people follow me on Twitter, you'll know that we had another crazy weird out of this world freak weather crisis in ontario it was raining golf ball sized hail oh, a bunch damn. of you know cars in the parking lot were wrecked a bunch of trees were down we we basically had a mini twister damn. for 15 minutes and it's like it really shouldn't be raining ice in august and then i'm like actually this has probably been the worst weather year in ontario overall because you know we had fires and flooding and landslides and i'm like yeah i guess this is just the new climate disaster world we live in now yeah 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 pretty soon we'll have like fire tornadoes and and, and yep. what else yeah flash that's, that's, flash that's... freeze like in day after tomorrow where it freezes in an instant you know yeah where it's like, hey, you think it's weird now, just get used to it because it's only going to get worse from here. I, I think I read a headline somewhere where they're like, don't call it global warming. It's fucking global boiling. The seas are literally boiling now. You can't go in the water some places. Yep, yep. So uh, get ready for that, everyone. I hope that doesn't spoil your beach holiday. And if uh, the boiling seas doesn't do it, then the summer COVID will get you. <laughs> It's winter cold, summer COVID. Come on, <laughs> keep it straight, everybody. 
but yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been up to. I did not get to many new books this week because I've been hard at work doing all the animated stuff. Harley Quinn season four, hard at work on that, and my adventures with Superman, which just goes from strength to strength. Have you watched the new one yet? I did. I didn't expect Monsieur Muller and the Brain. Yeah, again, not traditional Superman villains, but older villains, so it makes sense that they would be around and active, and Stranger still not villains in the show. It's like they read their origin. It's like, wait, 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 so he lost his body because Calder got jealous and blew him up? Well, that's not a villain at all. <laughs> we're just going to make them a married couple. Yeah, we're just going to make them, you know, two lovable mad science queens, which I'm like, hey, wait, they actually kind of did that joke in Doom Patrol too, the live action show, <laughs> when they were like in Boca together and, you know, we're getting on each other's nerves. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very funny, very sweet. And uh, also, hey, Jimmy always knew that Clark was Superman. Good good on Jimmy. I like that reversal because sometimes they, they play it with like Lois always knew and mm. she was just waiting for Clark to tell her. But it's like, nah, J J Jimmy always knew. Yeah, Jimmy's not stupid in this show, and Jimmy is no. also capable of making friends with everyone, which I appreciate. Yeah. They also seek to imply that maybe General Sam Lane is the main villain of this season, or the one that yeah. Superman really oh, has to watch. They they couldn't signpost that even more than they the did fact, this episode. The fact that they're signposting it so hard makes me wonder if they're going to do a bait and switch and be yeah. like, no, it's not General Sam Lane, it's the General Wade Eiling. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. That you've actually been watching the wrong general this whole time. Like, oh yeah, yeah, Lois has a dad who's a general, just a completely different general than the one we're seeing. <laughs> I would think that would be a very funny twist to be like, oh, you thought we were going left, but we went that, right. That would be pretty good, yeah. Because so far the show has done like a pretty interesting job remixing and remastering all these classic villains and like the powers are tech based. So like there's not a hundred accidents that create mm -hmm. these Superman villains. Yep, powers are tech, tech, ba tech based that uh, is tech that is seemingly Kryptonian. So obviously <clears throat> Kryptonian. And we know Brainiac is going to show up later on because fucking Ben Linus from Lost is doing his voice. <laughs> Which is pretty interesting because he also did the Joker in the Dark Knight Returns movie, so he has been both a major Batman villain and a major yeah. Superman villain. Cool. How about that? He look <laughs> he, he even looks like a creepy brainiac alien. He really does. I'm surprised they never tried to cast him in anything live action. Yeah. That'd be fun. And also next week we get uh, Mix uh, Mr. Mixelplick, who is a goddamn Toriyama creation. Yeah, he's a Kai. Yeah, looking like you should be hanging out with Supreme Kai on the lookout and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, it fits, it fits. You know, if goddamn Parasite can be a Giver and, you know, uh, Destro can basically be like a Gundam Power Ranger, sure, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it all fits, it all works. I like this weirdo shonen take <laughs> on Superman. <laughs> In fact, I hope, because we know they at least uh, got renewed for a second season, I hope they turn it up even more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to get probably 10 more episodes, I guess. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Also, I know I mentioned before, but it bears repeating, you know, the the creative, you know, balls on this show and the courage it takes to be like, yep, we're doing a whole origin story, season one of Superman. We're not even going to sneeze in the direction of Lex Luthor. Yeah, we, we might tease him in that, in that uh, Ivo episode, maybe tease him a little bit, but that's it. Maybe. Yeah, everyone seems to think that that Alex might have been Alexander Luthor. See, I thought he was Alex Alston, who was one of the other parasites. I mean, he could have been, but like, you know, he had the, the orange hair. He was wearing purple. Maybe maybe that was like another bait and switch. It's like, we'll do this, but it's, yeah, it's Alex Alston. 
as we'll find out later. Because I think the next time we see Parasite, it's going to be Alex, and that's what they were setting up. Well, we saw Parasite at the end of this episode with Ivo. He still has the 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 the, the Parasite with a f- fucked up eye. Yeah, I like that how they did old timey mad scientist Ivo and also monster mash fucked up face Ivo right mm-hmm. back to back. Yeah, really, really honoring all the different looks he's had over the years because he's an old ass character. He is, yeah, yeah. Uh, Harley did Steppenwolf this week too, which I thought was funny. I don't know. <laughs> cool. I don't know if you're watching Harley. Uh, I I'm behind by like two episodes. He he's not just an evil villain, Matt. He's the number one evil venture capitalist in the universe. <laughs> and Lex really wants to suck up to him, and his look is great because it's a mashup of old timey Jack Kirby Steppenwolf with the green and yellow, but <laughs> also looking stupid and over designed like the movie. <laughs> And just the joke that he has, like, all this extra, you know, weight and gravitas put behind him also makes the joke hilarious. That's great. <laughs> yeah, Harley Harley is very funny. That whole episode also took aim at a lot of tech billionaires. They killed Elon Musk and Zuckerberg on a moon base, and we see Peter Thiel's name written on the guest list. <laughs> which, which you know, P- Peter Thiel, most people don't know him. He keeps quiet, but he, he's a monster, too. But also, I don't want to be too uh, loud in my distaste of this gentleman because uh, he runs PayPal and me like PayPal a lot, actually. <laughs> I like having all my money digital and at my fingertips, even though I know, much like Amazon, is owned by like a dude who might be ruining the earth. Yeah, yeah. Like like the real-life Lex Luthers of the world. <laughs> uh but yeah that's uh that's what i've been up to anything else Nah, i'm all good yeah all righty then so i guess before we hop into the news this week again i want to remind everyone that our sponsor for the next couple weeks on the channel is omari malik of course he is the young up-and-coming comic manga talent who uh we helped you know get the word out about his kickstarter before uh black tooth uh, brigade that ended up being really popular and thanks in no small part to the comic multiverse fan base we actually ended up getting to fund which i think is super awesome and now he's back again and you can actually check out all of his new projects in a lot of different ways you can get the physical versions by going on over to amazon you can buy them there or you can get digital copies at blacktoothpublishing.com in fact i think you can get them all individual i think you can still buy the collection over there too last week we talked about dogpile and this week i wanted to let you know about ad astra this is the young female focused superhero storyline we go and got going on here it's the story of a 15 year old girl who is struggling with her own identity and it's made even more complicated by the fact that she is a shapeshifter mm, that's definitely going to complicate things it's going to complicate things and also again how smart and clever you know most of these young people stories we love you know our miss marvels our miles morales our sam alexanders they all are stories about you know teens and preteens looking to find their place in the world looking to find their identity you know who am i am i the mask do i give the mask meaning vice versa so to actually make it a story about an actual shape changer is pretty damn brilliant Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool that's pretty cool it is it is absolutely uh this one you know has again uh this they're all kind of comic manga mashups this one has a bit more of like a manga lean to it just by checking out the cover to this one uh i didn't know it either because i actually went to blacktoothpublishing.com uh the dude has more than just comics on sale. Yes. the dude actually has merch 
and a ton of other stuff. They got tours going around selling the thing. And also, I didn't even know this either, but apparently Scott Snyder even gave these projects the stamp of approval during one of his own YouTube live streams because he noticed what I noticed right away, and that is, man, Omari really fucking hustles and is really professional and really knows his shit, and this guy's probably going to be a big name someday. So you know what? Hey, catch the fever while you can. I'll link all of his stuff down in the description. Uh, he also told me he has an Instagram page too, so he can really keep up to date on all the art and everything as it comes out and uh do that you know friend friend to the show all for a good cause and all for a name you're probably going to hear more in the future because i do not doubt this dude will be a big comic industry guy at some point i yeah i i really hope we do hear more of him of the future and what else he has in store for us in this universe he has been creating yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, most people struggle to find one really clever idea. This dude came out of the gate with three really strong pitches. Yeah, yeah. Now, like, any one of these could be the flagship, but, you know, it's kind of got, like, you know, uh, something for every taste, and I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. There you go. So with that out of the way, everyone, we can hop into the news this week. And, oh, it's been a weird and interesting week, hasn't it been, Matt? Very weird. <laughs> Of course, for those who don't know, we are still in the throes of the SAG actor strike right now. Mm -hmm. Everything is getting delayed, as you might have guessed, and rightly so. We are very pro-union. We are very pro-strike on this show. We hope all our actor and writer's friends get all their grievances addressed. I hope they are given a livable wage, and I hope they can continue to make all the work and entertainment that we love and distracts us from all the horrors of the world. <laughs> But, uh, but you know who's not apparently pro-strike and uh, everyone was rightly so dunking on his ass this week? Oh, I think I know who. <laughs> Mr. Stephen Amell, who you may have seen this week, was promoting his wrestling show Heels, which I think started season two either last week or a couple weeks ago. He, he was out promoting the show, which already was dangerous territory because if you're part of the SAG union, which he is, you're not supposed to promote anything. No, no, that's one of the, 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 it's like the number one rule when you, when you go on strike, you don't promote anything for the studios. Yep. You don't promote anything. Now, obviously it gets a little hairy because you know, some people have worked out deals and some people have to honor contractual obligations, but it sounds like a Mel was just out here scabbing and promoting his show when he shouldn't have been. Yep. So that's strike one. That's already pretty bad, but that's not the reason people really jumped on his ass and with good reason. The reason people jumped up his ass is that he said when someone asked him about it, he's like, yes, I don't support the strike. I think that, you know, it's it's a really bad tactic. It doesn't help out anyone. <laughs> to which anyone with two brain cells to rub together goes, uh, it's the only tactic we fucking have, Steven. Do you have a better idea, Steven? Tell us, Steven, you scab piece of shit. <laughs> And then he spent the whole week trying to walk it back and doing really bad Instagram non-apologies where he's like, I was misquoted. You don't understand. I, 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 I'm anti-strike and I didn't vote for the strike, but I'm very pro-union, even though the union is literally out here fighting for me and everything. It's definitely not because I made a couple million dollars off the CW and I'm more comfortable than all of you. That's not why. My favorite was where he was complaining that his comments uh got got released to like social mm -hmm. media and and mm -hmm. like he, he wished they'd stayed in public you know the public uh space of a, a convention floor where he was doing a q a to hundreds of people 
Yes, his exact words are, I really wish my comments stayed private. Yeah, the comments you made in front of a large convention hall <laughs> with people filming. I bet you wish they could stay private too, you dumbass. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel a little bit more vindicated in, in my, I wouldn't say hatred or it's hatred now, but like, I, I never really liked Amelie. He, he always just came yeah. off as like a real dick to me. He, he had a weird vibe, didn't he? Yeah. yeah I had a, I had a weird up and down with him too, because obviously I had a knee jerk reaction to him because he was Arrow in the show that's based on Green Arrow, but is nothing like Green Arrow, but controls the zeitgeist now, which means I'll probably never get a proper Green Arrow show or movie in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. So I was mad at him about that, but none of that was really his fault. He was just taking the gig, which like, whatever, it's fine. And because of that, we got the good Flash show and the good Legend show and Supergirl and all the other stuff. You know, so mm -hmm. I kind of had to begrudgingly, you know, give him that. But now he says stuff like this, and now I'm like, ooh, exactly, Matt. I feel vindicated in not liking you originally. In fact, you know what? I always thought Grant Gustin was better, and now I know Grant Gustin is it, better. It's been even funnier to see that, like, people he'd work with on those shows, like, uh, some of them have been coming out saying, like, yep. oh, yeah, that, that, that tracks. That, yeah, that he, he was kind of a dick on the show. So. He, was, he was always <clears throat> an asshole. I find it funny, too, that he's working on a show about wrestling right now, which, yeah, that makes sense. In the weirdo world of wrestling, there are no unions, and crazy rich bosses can fuck with people <clears throat> whenever they want and fire them whenever. Maybe you should have chased your bliss, Stephen Amell, and become a wrestler instead of an actor. In fact, hey, <laughs> if you go and watch those first couple seasons of Arrows, uh, it's clear you ain't much of an actor. You're a stuntman who was learning on the job. You became okay by... By the end and as far as your writing goes uh i watched that first episode of heels and let me just say it feels a little weird now in retrospect to be like oh so he writes himself as the misunderstood hero who's a good guy he's just such a good guy keeping all these people employed and keeping this town afloat and everything oh but they love his brother more but he's such a good guy <laughs> but he writes himself as a villain and no one understands how smart he is and he writes the show you know and he's having just such a hard time being a good guy and i'm like okay now you really do seem like a piece of shit <laughs> that seems like super projecting uh thank you the rocket king for helping us out in the chat with that very nice donation very recently found your guys channel love your analysis commentary and humor well thank you rocket oh, thank king you. thank you for being here that means a lot it's always nice to see someone new uh come yeah. and join the comic multiverse uh universe if you yeah will. it's it's great but yeah abel stepping in it hard again he's probably <laughs> the biggest most vocal scab right now yeah i think i i saw someone like come like you you know he's doing just because like he he's he doesn't really care about that sort of stuff because he, he does the convention circuit yes, so he so he can charge i think someone said that like he charges like 80 bucks for like a photo mm -hmm. and like signature so like and they worked out it's not unusual that maybe he, he might probably like like quarter of a mil uh a convention maybe hmm so, so it's like, yeah. yeah, maybe he doesn't need any of that sort of stuff. It's like, he's fine. He's got his bit, so everyone else it, can fuck off. <laughs> it definitely sounded like rich guy brain. Yeah. Like, I don't support the strike. Well, yeah, you don't have to, because your living yeah. isn't in crisis right now, asshole. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like total rich guy brain. Also, too, where it's like, hey, remember when you were Casey Jones in that movie? in that Ninja Turtles movie, and then you never got a movie role again. So it sounds like you're not much of a writer, not much of an actor. So yeah, I'm not surprised at all that you don't care about these actors and writers being on strike. Yeah, yeah. 
because you're kind of not either of these things, dude. No. But don't worry, don't worry. I'm sure there'll be a direct-to-weird streaming vehicle for you and Gina Carano in the future. Yeah, he'll make another one of those weird films he did with his brother about people getting superpowers or something. Uh-huh. D don't worry, I'm sure you can play Dean Kane's son in some direct-to-hallmark, direct-to-weird religious extremist network thing that will come out. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely coming soon. Because I really, this, like, in real time, it's like, oh, yeah, this guy torched his career no in, in no time flat. Yeah. yeah, well, I know, like, uh, since this started, people have found out that uh, uh, he might like uh, Jordan Peterson. Mm, well he is you know a stuntman weirdo body guy so yeah i don't think how fucking sad is it that this dude ended up being nothing like the character he played on tv it's the complete opposite uh, this is this, it's it's it, it's, it's, it's the dean kane effect like like dk is such a good like clark kent and superman but he's a fucking awful human being it's the Dean Cain effect. It's also the William Shatner effect. If you've ever mm. listened to William Shatner for too long, Kurt, yes. Kurt, he is not, unfortunately. Yes. That is, that is a real, real shame. Oh, but Hey, you know what? Uh, not, not to be outdone. Zachary Levi. Uh, what is it? Fucking Shazam. It's like, Hey, Hey, I want to say a dumb thing too. <laughs> I'm still relevant. <laughs> I have a dumb thing to say too. I was also at a convention over the weekend. I think it was Fan Expo Boston. Actually, it was one of the Fan Expos, and he's like, and he like went on a really bitchy little rant where he's like, "No, I'd like to talk about superheroes that I may or may not be. I'd like to talk about Disney princes that I may or may not be, or old shows that I used to be on." I'm talking about Chuck, he's still fucking writing Chuck all this oh, time. God. You know, but I can't because of this strike. And he's like, I was making a joke. I was misquoted. I was taken out of context. It's like, no, you sound like a piece of shit is what you sound like. <laughs> yeah, you you, sound... you're just upset that your, your, your terrible film bombed. Yeah, which apparently he's still fighting about that on social media too. Yeah. Because again, this is another guy who's like, okay, I tanked a superhero franchise. I wasn't doing much after Chuck. I wasn't doing much after the first Shazam. And it looks like I'm going back to not doing much. <laughs> It looks like now the only time we're going to hear about Zachary Levy is when he fucking speaks up and says dumb shit. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he's like, now let me tell you what I think about vaccines. Oh, oh God no, damn. God, no. Let me, let me tell Please. you that Jordan Peterson is right, and, and you should yeah. listen to him. No, no, Zach, no. Yeah, when are, when are these guys going to team <laughs> up? That's what I want to know. When's their team-up piece? Yeah, the, it, it's it's the hot new buddy comedy hitting screens this fall. Scab, starring Stephen Amell and Zachary Levy. They're two actors who got drummed out of Hollywood because of their bad fucking ideas. <laughs> Coming it's, soon it's, to the Daily Wire, yeah. Exactly, and nowhere else. <laughs> it, it's so sun stunning, too, because, like, Levy has, like, a long history of saying dumb shit. In fact, he might very well have hurt Shazam's box office with mm -hmm. his dumbass comments right when they really didn't need that. But with Amel, it could have been such an easy fix if he's just like, oh, you know, yeah, you were so right, everyone. You know, I, I spoke out of turn. You know, I really want to show how dedicated I am to this strike in this union. I'm donating $5,000 to the strike fund. And also here I am on the street right now with a sign. You know, I, you're, you're, you're totally right, everyone. But he couldn't even do that. No, he just can't. But, but I think he has a habit of doing that, of like, just like, like, delivering like word, word salads of like apologies and like explanations because i think he did that like 
like it's going back a while, but he was against like some or, or like for some discrimination bill or something mm. about like Muslim kids or something. Like this oh, is this boy. going back quite a while, like when when uh, Arrow started, and he went right. on like he went on some like long thing about like long social media posts trying to like explain and like you you're not good at this, <laughs> you are not good at this. No, and again, I, I read his apology too, like his non-apology, because never once does he say sorry or take any credibility for anything. But in his non-apology, I'm like, yeah, I can tell you wrote this, Stephen, because there's a lot of double negatives here yeah. and sentence fragments yeah yeah again you weren't much of an actor and if this apology is any indication you ain't much of a writer either (laughs) again go chase your bliss in wrestling i'm sure you and cody rhodes can challenge for the tag team titles at saudi arabia next year (laughs) and he might be on the downslope because hey i I will say to his credit not a terrible wrestler he actually had a good match against christopher daniels at the first all in that's what everyone that's the consensus everyone's says where it's like oh, he should have just like gone in to be a wrestler he, that seems to be like what he's suited for when like someone yep. is like writing for him and like yes. dictating what he is going to do and he's just like an actor guy again no one would ask you any hard questions nope. about unions or anything else you could just fall through tables and say <laughs> at big fight sunday i'm gonna big fight you big time <laughs> and then you would have been fine that's all it would have taken <laughs> Uh, now, moving on there to other news that probably shouldn't have been controversial, but ended up being controversial anyway for reasons that we'll explain. Uh, Loki season two trailer dropped. Yes. Yes, it did. Looking pretty good. Looking pretty funny. It looks like, hey, we know everything you liked about the first season and we're doubling down on it. More weird time shenanigans. More Tom Hiddleston and uh, oh, hi, hanging out together. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. It does. Hey, we got your favorite guy from uh, Everything Everywhere all at once because he's having a real career resurgence right now and he gets yeah. to play a fun part. Yes, Ki Huey Kwan. Yes. Yeah, he looks fantastic in this. I, I like how happy he seems. <laughs> he does. Again, his his joy is infectious, is it not? It is. It really is. His joy is infectious. It brings a lot to the show. We don't really know what's happening in season two. We know Loki seems to be glitching out after they destroyed the sacred timeline. And I guess they're going to have to deal with the fallout of all of that. Yeah, I guess I guess they got to go and find Kang because we had that teaser at the end. And it's, it's teased in here of Victor Timely. Yes. Uh, so I guess they got to go find Kang or something. And then obviously, obviously there's Sylvie who's still running around. And it looks very like it's set in the like 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah, it looks very period piece. And also, unlike Secret Invasion, I don't know what the budget is on this one, but I can it's, actually it's, see it's the lower. budgers. It's lower. Is then it really? It, it was like a hundred and, I want to say about a hundred and thirty million. Secret, in, Secret Invasion was two hundred and twelve million. Interesting. Yeah. Because, <laughs> wow, this this looks like a much more expensive show, doesn't it? From it costuming does. to special effects to everything else. To the sets and, like, how it's shot, it just, it looks better. Yeah, it really it really does. It looks like they took everything they learned from season one and just are doing it better the mm-hmm. second time around, which mm-hmm. is good because I like that first season of Loki. And it's nice to see that they want to keep making this into like a major flagship for Marvel TV. Again, feels a lot like Doctor Who, doesn't it? It does. Yes. I get a big old whack of Doctor Who off it. But you know what? If that thing can be around for multiple generations, then we can get a couple seasons out of Loki. Yeah. 
Of course, we have to address the elephant in the room, and that is, of course, Jonathan Majors being in the trailer. We knew he was going to be in the show because he was mm -hmm. in the post-credit for Ant-Man, and it's not like they could magically edit him out. It's not like they could get friggin' uh, Tignorania to superimpose their face over his or anything. <laughs> and yes, there is like a thing going on. It's like, well, technically, Jonathan Majors hasn't been found guilty of anything yet, but also way more information has come out. Apparently, he has a long history of abuse dating back to like college and everything. And it basically looks like this is going to be the end of him. Even if he's not found guilty, he sure as shit ain't innocent. Yeah, I think uh, the next Kang we see is going to be played by someone else. Yeah, this is, looks like, hey, if you like Jonathan Majors, get your fill, because it looks like this is going to be the last fucking time. Yep. And, like, I would say that's a pretty ballsy move from Marvel to put him in the trailer, because my big assumption was, yeah, we're going to see Loki, we're going to see Owen Wilson, we're going to see our, a couple new characters, but we're not going to see Timely. Oh, they put Timely in the trailer anyway, huh? Okay. I mean, they kind of had to, just because, like, it's like, how else do you build a trailer around, it's like, okay, what's the story? Yeah. For, for this season it's like oh well they're gonna be going up against victor timely and like all the kang stuff so we kind of have to address it yeah i guess they had no choice but still yeah but still it seems a little like okay you're playing with fire on this <laughs> one but we'll see especially so close to all the ezra miller stuff where it's like all right i mean i think we saw what ezra miller's involvement did to the flash but all right mm, yeah I, though saying that this is definitely of a better quality than the yeah. flash <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah this but actually yeah. has like some talented people behind it <laughs> Indeed it does, and I'm certainly excited for it. And it starts sooner than we think, too, doesn't it? Uh, October, November? I think. Right, yeah, I, I wanted to say October. It starts in October. Yeah. Which means we're going to go from uh, Ahsoka at the end of this month right into that, I guess. Yes, yes we are. But yeah, we got the last Ahsoka trailer. We didn't learn much new about it. No, no. Like, they're going to keep everything pretty pretty quiet on on what the show is going to be about and where it leads but yeah it was a pretty cool trailer it sure was yeah hey do you like rebels we got more rebel stuff i do <laughs> i do i'm very excited for all of these things please and thank you yeah this is just a this is just rebels what season six season five the one we shoulds have gotten yeah <laughs> <coughs> which i'm down for it hey if i get to watch it in live action i'll watch it in live action why not <laughs> Uh, some other really surprising news this week on the movie front. I think this piece did everyone's head in, and rightly so. Gal Gadot is apparently developing Wonder Woman 3 with James Gunn and Peter Safran now, which made everyone collectively go, wait, what? Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I don't get it, because it's like, if you're going to reboot the universe, reboot the universe. Don't pick and choose. I mean, I guess technically Wonder Woman was in more things yeah but like does anyone actually really like that version of the character i don't i mean i mean i like that good that really good 15 minutes in that first wonder woman movie uh -huh. and i and i liked parts of 84 but then i went back and watched 84 and i'm like oh my god this movie's a mess what was i thinking <laughs> yeah it, it, it's pretty bad yeah <laughs> like again like never say that i don't go back and reappraise my thing because matt and i were really positive on that movie when it came out i think it's because it came out during like christmas during covid and everything and we were just happy to see something new yeah that's true 
so we wanted to be nicer to it but it's just like yeah that's a bit of a mess just just because they're developing it with her they didn't come out and say that she would be starring in it uh yeah again she could just be a producer i and or again it could just be like a maybe it's that like animated thing that maybe. that they're doing uh maybe or, or the something. video game yeah it could be a uh, hundred different things yeah, because, like, maybe maybe the way they placate her and the way they're like, hey, thanks for being a good sport and thank you for not being as horribly embarrassing as some of the other people in this franchise. Uh, how would you like to play Queen Hippolyta in the next one, maybe? Hmm, I could see that. That would kind of be a nice way to bridge the gap where it's like, look, and now you get to play Queen Hippolyta. Why not? That'd be pretty cool, yeah. Or be like, okay, you get to be Wonder Woman in this one last time, but you gotta pass the reins to fucking Casey or to, you know, the new Wonder Girl. You gotta pass the to Donna Troy. You gotta pass the reins to someone. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? You get to be Wonder Woman one last time to set up your replacement. Oh, God. Well, I mean, she, she's only, like, been Wonder Woman the last couple of years in, like, just, like, cameos, and they've all been exactly the same it's like they yeah. they got her for like an afternoon it's like okay come in kind of smile coyly at the camera okay you're good go home because they're doing that paradise island tv show which seems to exist mm -hmm. for the sole purpose of helping to better explain the deep and complex lore that is wonder woman and the amazon so i don't know why they'd bother doing that than to just be like and eh, we're getting her back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. seems weird right yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think it, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, sh sure, gal, we'll, we'll get you a movie. Yeah, sure. Okay, go over there now. We, we've got stuff to do. Yeah, really. Where it's like, yeah, just because they're saying we're developing the movie with her doesn't mean they're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Again, they develop laws. Maybe, is she still under contract? Is that the thing? Are they waiting out her contract? Where it's like, well, legally, we have to develop the movie with you. Mm, that's true, yeah. Or maybe they're hoping, I don't know, she starts that Cleopatra movie or whatever the hell she was doing uh, with yeah. with, uh, with the director of, of the first Wonder Woman film. She was doing a Cleopatra film or something. Oh, that could be good. Yeah, it'd be all right. We, we don't get big historic epics anymore. No, I was just thinking about that the other day, and it's like, yeah, we need like big more like like movies like Ben Hur and and, and yeah, Glad yeah. Gladiator and Troy again. Yeah, those movies were big hits and big cultural touchstone shit. I mean, I guess we're getting Napoleon, but that kind of mm. feels like a weird artsy take on a historical drama. It does, yeah. I like that. Uh, what is it? Phoenix does not even attempt to do a French accent. No, <laughs> no, of course not. He's playing maybe the most famous Frenchman of all times. Like, hello, I'm Napoleon Bonaparte. Hello. <laughs> I have a weird intensity to me, don't I? I wasn't actually as short as people thought I was. <laughs> this is this is my cool hooker wife, Josephine. <laughs> she spent all my money, and I couldn't go to war. And then they named a dessert after me. Yep. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> I I hope it's just like I hope it's just <clears throat> like Joker, where there's a scene where Napoleon is like dancing down the Arc de Triomphe <laughs> <laughs> to Gary Glitter again. You know they got the rights to that back. Yeah, it's just weird that he listens to Gary Glitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, come through time just to listen to the Glitster, <laughs> famous famous sex offender <clears throat> Gary Glitter. <laughs> no, really, everyone. <laughs> That's not a joke. Why do you think Gary Claire didn't do any more songs? Because <clears throat> he went to a fucking Thai jail. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, could be interesting. Again, 
like you said, Matt, I'll believe it when I see it, but it feels really weird to be like, and we're rebooting everything. Well, except for this, this, and this. Because obviously there's some things that are sticking around. Well, everything from Suicide Squad is kicking around because people love, uh, you know, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, and she was already in Peacemaker, and people like that, which means, I guess, we're going to keep Margot Robbie as Harley because, I mean, everyone likes Margot Robbie, and she seems to be really involved in this. So, I mean, we got to keep her. Yeah, Blue Beetle is apparently sticking around as well. So they say, man, I hope Blue Beetle does well because mm-hmm. I feel so bad I know. for all the stuff that happened around that movie. Because it feels like even if the, you know, writer's uh, actor strike wasn't going on right now and they couldn't promote anything anyway, I feel like the second Flash failed, they basically pulled all promotion for Blue Beetle. Yeah, because, like, you barely see anything for it, don't you? Yeah, they're like, well, we thought this would be our big summer hit, and it's not, so we have no hope in Blue Beetle doing anything, so we're just going to pull everything from it and chop it up as a loss, which feels so shitty, because the people involved seem nice. Mm-hmm. They seem nice, and they seem passionate about the project, and I would like you know, a whole generation of kids to get their Blue Beetle fixed, to get that moment, to be like, hey, this hero looks like me, and that's important to me culturally and everything. Exactly, exactly. Especially because the original books are so strong and everything, and this mm-hmm. seems to be borrowing from that, and they could open up a whole other arm of the DC universe because they don't have their hip young heroes in the same way, you know, Marvel does. Yep. Yeah, Ethan Stewart, we need an internet campaign for Blue Beetle. Normally I say internet campaigns suck, but you know what? Yeah, support Blue Beetle. I I, I was I was going to say back the blue, but oh no. <laughs> that's, that's a bad hashtag. Don't use that hashtag. <laughs> uh hashtag blue dubba d dubba movie <laughs> there you this is why i'm not in charge of internet campaigns matt <laughs> something like uh oh no beetlemania that's what you call it hashtag beetlemania beetlemania <laughs> and you get a bunch of people sharing because they think you're talking about the beatles yep we're gonna start that now the comic multiverse <laughs> beetlemania sweep this august which actually we only got like a couple weeks it, it comes oh, out it comes out this week <laughs> Fuck, we should have done this a month ago. Crap, we're too late. <laughs> Sorry, Blue Beetle. Sorry we're late. <laughs> we wanted to help you. Look, you know what? I'm going to see it, and I haven't seen the last three DC movies. I didn't see Black Adam. I didn't see Shazam. I certainly didn't see The Flash. I will actually make a point to go see this. I'm going to carve out some time to see it, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan Stewart, hashtag Batman is a fascist. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like it. It's going to get a lot of traction. <laughs> Oh, no, now it's a big hit with actual fascists? Fuck. <laughs> How did that happen? Just a lot of polo shirts and, you know, high and tight haircuts. <laughs> and those weird reflective glasses that they all wear. Yeah, those weird uh, sunnies. Yeah, why do they why, why do they all shop at the same place? Seriously. <laughs> they're, they're all drinking. And they're all bald and, like, have, like, goatees and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all drinking bulletproof coffee and everything. <laughs> People, people have often said, Joel, why do you why do you do this weird Amish thing with your beard? Because with, you know, my skin tone and my weight and this haircut and everything, I don't want to be mistaken for a fascist. That's why. <laughs> no, no, he's just a nerd, everyone. He's just a nerd. It's a fine line. 
it's a very fine line. And I know where it's like, oh, God, you know, if I get this a little bit different, I'm going to be a fascist. Seriously, with, with my big, stupid moon head shape, this is like one of the only haircuts I can actually have that doesn't make me look like crap. So I'm sorry <laughs> that this haircut has also been ruined. I think I could also maybe get like the fade over like this way. Yeah, you're, you're one wrong haircut away from... Uh, like blocking like an intersection with like a tractor or something exactly yeah, and I and, and talking about how like 5g has got to like rot your brain from the inside and and va- get you yeah vaccines cause autism and stuff yeah it's gonna get you it's gonna get you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so there's that news everyone now some sad news that turned into some happy news here remember matt there was a couple months there where you and i were really confused because donny kate seemed to be on every marvel book and every marvel mm-hmm. series then he just disappeared and books that we thought he would be involved in he wasn't his hulk run wrapped up early his thor run wrapped up early when it clearly seemed like he had a much bigger story in line hickman took over the ultimate universe book even though kate's was clearly the one doing all the legwork to try and make that happen yep well at comic-con uh last week he finally opened up about why in a panel and the answer is he was almost fucking killed in a car accident yeah i i didn't actually know about this until you you posted me the news of what we're talking about this week so i'm like that explains so much yeah and i didn't know about it until a mutual friend of the show there sal from comic pop he apparently got to interview him and it was in this interview he mentioned it and it caught so much traction he actually gave uh what is it newsarama the pictures of the car accident and like oh he was jacked the yeah fuck off. yeah yeah he got he got into he was apparently in like the back seat of a car that was rear-ended by like a truck and his head didn't hit the front seat it like went th- like through the middle of the seats or something and just like smashed onto the dashboard like yeah like real lucky to be alive stuff yeah and the fact that he was able to keep it quiet as long as he did, you know, pretty amazing. If that was me, I would be telling everyone I almost died. <laughs> Not because I want sympathy, just because I'm like, I almost fucking died. Look at me. <laughs> yes, Thor's going to be late this month. Look at me. I'm fucking Frankenstein over here. But yeah, I mean, you know, miracle he's alive. Thank God for that. And like, yeah, obviously the comic landscape is different now, but I would happily trade that if it means that he could, you know, continue to live and continue to do stories. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, speedy recovery to him. I know he had, was talking about, I think he had some memory issues oh, uh, uh, with the last like year, six months or something. So yeah, ho- hopefully he uh, recovers quickly. I, uh, I relate to that very much as someone with a close family member who was in a similar horrible head trauma accident and does have really bad memory loss and, you know, mood swings and everything. And yeah, a bad head injury can completely change the trajectory of your life. So nothing, nothing but, you know, good vibes, you know, for this dude and nothing but, you know, sympathy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, he's got like a bunch of his, you know, indie work that's still going. I, I think he had like a bunch of Substack books as well. He was working on. I think so. Yes, he he was but really what? fucking busy. I know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was one of the busiest guys in comics, which is why it was so weird when everything just stopped. Yeah. 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 When it just like stopped dead, and now we know why it stopped. Yeah, that it makes so much more sense now that like yeah, because like that Thor run building up towards all like the Thanos stuff and then mm-hmm. Thorin Gronbeck took over and like went Never a completely left. different way and I'm like what the fuck's going on here 
But like that old book wrapped up way quicker than yep, anyone thought. Yep, and now now we now we know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, poor poor guy. I hope he's doing all right. You know, yeah. can't wait to see him get back in the saddle. Yeah, absolutely. Now, which close out the news segment from this week, uh, there were some Fantastic Four casting rumors shooting around. Again, I don't know how many of these to believe and how much is just like totally wishful thinking, but a lot of people have, you know, tapped Vanessa Kirby to be Sue Richards, uh, Joseph Quinn, and uh, the Bears, Ebon Moss, uh, Baharak, I believe yep. is how you pronounce it. Yep, yep. So that's what everyone's thinking for right now. What uh, what do you think, Matt? Uh sounds like a pretty good if, if they get uh Evon as pro what i assume would be uh ben Grimm, uh i think that would be amazing because you know he's he's uh richie in cousin richie in in the boys you know he's he was in andor he, he's fantastic he's surly as fuck <laughs> yeah he, he fits that character so well he's just get cousin richie to just play the thing <laughs> yeah because Feel like that was always going to be the hardest one to cast because it's like yeah you can cast a blonde woman you can cast a guy with streaks in his hair but the thing is like maybe one of the most important marvel characters maybe one of the most beloved so that's mm -hmm. the one he kind of had to nail especially because it's gonna be like uh like a bradley cooper thing where you're probably mm -hmm. just gonna be doing the voice you're probably not mm -hmm. gonna actually be in the suit or you know the tech that brings it to life exactly yeah and yeah, he would definitely be the sort of guy. He's got that voice. He's got that hard bittenness to him. Mm -hmm. Is uh, is he actually from New York? I'm looking at his uh, thing right now. Ah, mm -hmm. Massachusetts. Yeah, Boston. Yeah, he's from Boston. You know, again, I I'd like if they got a real New Yorker, but he is Jewish though, so that helps. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, the thing Ben Grimm, one of the most prominent <clears throat> Jewish characters, not only in the Marvel universe, in maybe all of fiction. Yeah, I'd say so. So I feel like that's one they probably got to get right. And if they did get him, that would be right. This also fits in kind of the Marvel casting we've seen before. Where it's like, you know, here's some actors who people you might know, who you know, people you've seen and stuff. They're not household names yet. They're not AAA megastars, but they're on their way up. And getting into a Marvel project is a good way to help you ascend to that next level. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I mean, what's some other casting that you would like there? Because you figure with the first one, they're probably not doing Doctor Doom right out of the gate. So, I mean, who who's some other fun casting for Fantastic Four? Mm. Well, I know, uh, I know Vanessa Kirby's up for it as Sue Storm, but like, yeah, and, and like that's perfect. But it also feels very like this is a Reddit fan casting because she's blonde, yeah. she's got yes. like very striking eyes, Features, you, you know, yeah. she, she's that right age. You know, it, it it makes sense, but like at the same time, it's like yeah, it's too. Same with Joseph Quinn. It's like he's the guy. He he's Eddie in uh, Stranger Things, right. and I'm like, yeah, no, that that's that's Reddit casting. That's for for Johnny Storm. That's, that's too, John too obvious. <laughs> yeah, he played a very Johnny ass character. Yeah. I can see why they would want that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Steve Buscemi is the mole man. <laughs> Again, that's like Reddit casting, though. It's <laughs> too, it, it, too it, obvious. <laughs> it, it really is. Danny DeVito is also the mole man. <laughs> yeah, and he just does these, I'm the trash man, I'm the mole man. <laughs> Why don't they make Danny DeVito read Riches and just, like, like do, like, what they did with, like, like Captain America, where they, like, make him, like, a normal-sized man? <laughs> yeah I... <laughs> like like they use digital like manipulation to just make him like a normal sized man not not against it at all actually not not gonna lie chris evans is just back as johnny storm he just wanted back into these he decided yeah yeah 
Here, you were mentioning, you know, Reddit fan cast. Let's actually look at a Reddit fan casting oh, right now. God. <laughs> uh, uh, they have uh, Rahul uh, Kohuli as Reed Richards. Uh, he was that guy in that, uh, what, what was that Netflix show about religion? I think he played like a priest or something. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Midnight Mass. Yes, Mid that was the yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a lot of people theorizing that they might go colorblind with the casting on this one because obviously we have Jonathan Majors as Kang, and because he's a distant relation to Reed Richards, they could kind of do what they wanted with it. Yeah, I always liked uh, Dev Patel for uh, Reed. Oh, yeah. I like What's Dev Patel been up to recently? I feel like I uh, haven't seen him. He anything. was recently in The Green Knight, which is a fantastic, oh, weird yes. Arthurian legend film via Dark Souls sort yes, of thing. Where, yeah. where everyone's fucking high because it's the Middle Ages and everyone's yep. sick and taking shit they shouldn't. Yep. <laughs> Glenn Howerton is Reed Richards. Okay, that's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, uh, Lily James is Sue Storm. Again, I'm not 100% certain who that is. Yeah, which one's Lily James? I can't. I don't know who that is. I don't know either. That's what Reddit is saying. Sarah Michelle Geller as Sue Storm. <laughs> Maybe in the early two thousands. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think we're like two decades, you know, uh, late for that. Yeah. Decry Montgomery. The fuck has he been? Oh, he's also from Stranger Things. So apparently, if you've been on Stranger Things for any amount of time, they just want you yeah. to be in that. Four. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Efron is Johnny Storm again like 10 years ago yes yeah and not what he looks like now because he like got really fucking weird looking for that he... he's doing some movie about like a family of wrestlers or something oh yes 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 that's the uh What's what it? is it the uh the, the Von Erics yeah yeah he got like really weird looking for that Yes, because they're all very weird-looking guys. Do you, do you know the story of the Von Erichs, Matt? I, it's probably one of the most tragic stories yeah. in all of wrestling. Yeah, I was going to say, I know it's like everyone's like, oh, this is going to be a good film. It's him. It's Jeremy Allen White mm. from The Bear. It's all this. Oh, it's mm. going to be like really depressing. Oh, it's about five brothers who all died incredibly sad deaths, most of them by suicide. Mm-hmm. Because their father in the wrestling industry just fucking beat them down into nothing. One one brother lost his goddamn leg and wrestled without a leg and didn't oh, tell what? anybody. What? How? Yeah. Because he just stuffed a bunch of paper into his boot and because he was just that good because he was doing it since he was four. Like, nobody noticed. Fucking hell. But, of course, it hurt him really bad, so he had to take more goddamn painkillers and other drugs, which, of course, you know, led to his eventual suicide and death and shit. Yeah, right. Wow. Their, their, their father, Fritz Von Erich, is fucking hilarious. In, like, the 1940s, like, when wrestling was still black and white, he played a Nazi villain, is the <laughs> thing. He was the evil Fritz Von Erich, master of the Iron Claw. That was his move. <laughs> And then later on in life, it's like, well, dude, you, you can't keep being a Nazi now. You need to, like, be a good guy and try and get your sons over. So he's like, actually, I'm a good old boy from Texas. I was never a Nazi, even though I played one on TV forever. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, more fan casting here. Dean Norris as Ben Grimm. Yeah, again, Breaking Bad. I've seen this one before. Hey, again, he's too old. Like, I know it's he's... obviously, like, a voice sort of thing, but, like, still, yeah. Yeah, it's a little much, and also I think, you know, you should cast New York. You should cast Jewish for it. Yeah. R Rufus Sewell is Victor Von Doom. Ooh, that's he? a good one. Yeah, he's in Men in the High Castle. He played a Nazi. Oh, he looks creepy as shit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm looking at him right now. That's not too bad, and he's just young enough. Mm -hmm. Ryan Gosling as the Silver Surfer. Oh, God. <laughs> 
you, you, again, with the Silver Surfer, it's going to be a CG creation. It's probably going to be a voice. Mm -hmm. So sure, why the hell not? Yeah, but Ryan Gosling. <laughs> people like him. You know, people people think Norrin Rad doesn't have enough personality, so we'll just put let's, Ryan Gosling in there. Let's bring back Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, I don't hate that idea either. He's fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what you do? Lawrence Fishburne is now the voice of Galactus. Ooh, yeah. Just to really mess you around and be like, hey, are these things connected or aren't they? <laughs> I, I saw someone fan cast forever ago. They were half joking and like kind of half serious, but uh, they said that like Adam Sandler might not actually be a terrible idea for Ben Grimm. And I'm like, yeah, because he's New York. He's Jewish. He's surly as he gets older. You're not going to have to actually look at him. And like Sandler actually does good voices when called upon. If you could pull like a, like an uncut gems or like a punch, yes. punch drunk love like performance out of him, I think he could be pretty good. But if you got grown ups Adam Sandler doing yeah. just a, like a wacky New Yorker voice, then no. <laughs> That's nice. I'm Ben Grimm. It's clobbering time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need, like, art house movie uh, Adam Sandler to show up. You need tortured soul Adam Sandler, which he can do. Mm -hmm. He can, yeah. It's not impossible. You would just need him to do that every time. Because, yeah, I think sad clown Adam Sandler Ben Grimm wouldn't be too bad. And also, too, when he yells, he yells a lot in his movies, doesn't he? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Today, Junior, today, Dr. Doom. <laughs> See? See, you're already laughing. We're already talking about it. <laughs> if it happens, you all owe me a Coke. But yeah, that's uh, that's basically all the news from this week. Oh, I guess one minor thing we were talking about Star Wars. Uh, word is uh, Donald Glover and his brother are going to be writing and, I guess, show running or creating that uh, Lando show that was in development and, I guess, still is in development. Yeah, they're, they're the same guys behind Atlanta, which gives me quite a bit mm -hmm. of hope, especially. Indeed. It, it, it was a little little weird, though, because, like, literally, like, a couple of days before this this news broke, the, the, the guy they had before uh, was coming out and was like, I'm not really sure what's happening with that show. I know it was still, like, sort of happening, but we're kind of, like, running in place because everything that's going on right now and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, like, they came out and was like, oh, yeah, no, Donald Glover and these people are going to be writing it, not you. <laughs> Now, obviously, love Donald Glover. He's really shown himself to be, you know, an incredibly talented writer and one of the best, brightest young minds in Hollywood right now. Mm -hmm. I I get the distinct feeling that whatever he's going to write for Lando is probably going to scare the shit out of Disney and seeing how they completely pumped the brakes and changed everything for that solo movie. I yeah. fear this is also going to happen. In fact, wasn't, am I remembering this wrong, Matt, but wasn't Glover also working on a Deadpool show that didn't get made? Yes, yes, he was. Yes, which we saw a little footage from that, and I'm like, okay, here's hoping they don't do it to him again, because again, it seems like whatever he puts in is probably like too weird and too out there for them, and they get afraid and completely change streams when they shouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I would like to think that they have learned not to do that again, because like obviously they did that with Solo, where they just like they hired fucking comedy writers and directors and when they, and they delivered scared and, when it was a comedy yeah and when they delivered comedy you know writing and directing they got scared and just went to ron howard to do like a it's a pretty good film still but it's like yeah, now, I, yeah i would have liked to have seen that lord and miller one same in fact i know i probably brought this up before but uh, a guy who's a fan of the show sent me production material 
from uh, that version of the movie, oh. from the comedy version of the movie. And oh yeah, the art and the posters, totally different. They're smiling, they're winking at the camera. It's got bright pastel, almost Guardians of the Galaxy color oh. scheme. It looks, oh. it looks like something from the 70s. And I'm like, I didn't even think about it at the time until I saw the movie. And I'm like, oh my God, this... I should not have seen this because this is like shit they probably burned and locked away in the vault. And they're like, never let anyone see this. Like, no one must know what could have been. Could have been, yeah. Actually, hey, uh, what is it? The guy who played Solo, what was his name again? Ansel uh, Elgort? Alden uh, uh, Ehrenreich. Fucking these names, man. <laughs> are, are, they, are, are they goddamn D&D characters? What, you know, generator is coming up with these? He would probably be a good Johnny Storm. I was fan casting mm. him as Cyclops forever. Yeah. Because it, it seems like he was supposed to be a bigger deal, and then yeah. Solo never really got off the ground. And it wasn't his fault, because they just said, be young fucking Harrison Ford. And he's like, I'm trying, but no one can be young Harrison Ford. Yeah. He's an Oppenheimer, and he's great in that. Is he in that? Okay, I'm glad he kind of bounced back because I was afraid it would be like a Taylor Kitsch situation where it's like, oh, you had like so <laughs> many swings at it and nothing happened. The worst thing about Taylor Kitsch is if you listen to him in interviews, he's like, yeah, and I was living in my car, you know, and everything, and I was down to my last dollar, and I didn't know how much longer I could be in L.A., and then I finally got John Carter of Mars, and I knew it was going to turn oh, everything man. around for me. That, I, I still, to this day, I would die on that hill, John Carter of Mars fucking great film and it, 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 it fucking bombed for no reason and it should have gotten so many fucking sequels it, they wanted it to be the next pirates of the caribbean it yeah. probably should have been but man that's the problem when you adapt a story that's a hundred years old that everyone has stolen from it's a hundred years old but it's got like so many sequels and, and like places mm. to go and everything and yeah oh waste just a waste yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it should have been better don't worry, man. I'm sure at this point, because everyone is hungry for a franchise, I'm sure Amazon will give us the John Carter series, or like one of these streamers will make it into a TV show. I am honestly surprised it hasn't happened yet. Again, because like you said, people are hungry for IP. We've adopted, we've adapted all the comics. We're making Dune into a thing again. We need something with a lot. We need a lot of things over a long period of time. We're, we're doing Lord of the Rings again, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Look, if you can do Lord of the Rings again, you can do John Carter of Mars. Just a little <laughs> bit. Also, Conan, for fuck's sake. There's so much Conan. Yeah. Why has no one turned, turned Conan into anything? Like, it could be the next Game of Thrones streaming show. It could be the next series of films. Why is Conan not a thing? I think it's... Does, does Schwarzenegger, like, own the rights or, like, partly of the rights or something? Because I know he, he's, he's he? been trying... I don't know. I know he's just been trying for years to get that, that King, King Conan. Conan conan made nothing ever happen which never never really made much sense to me it's like this is arnold schwarzenegger how has he not been able to get this movie made to make a movie i know right like you're yeah. good at making movie schwarzenegger yeah so i don't know whether it was like a rights thing someone was like stonewalling him or something but yeah like how has there not been a new i mean there was that jason momoa one and that was really shit but yeah yeah which the problem with that is timing is if, if they did that Jason Momoa Conan now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty good. I think it would be better now. That's totally the example of like wrong place, wrong time. Hey, who are the guys who did that Dungeons and Dragons movie? Get them. To yeah. Movie. Yeah. Cause I know, well, I know they're not going to be making another Dungeons and Dragons. Cause oh. they've, no, they've, they deliberately said, no, this was a one and done. We don't want to turn this into a franchise. 
Oh, that's a shame because there's so much franchise it, potential it, in it's Dungeons a and Dragons. It's a shame, but I'm like, I respect that. You don't want it to overstay its welcome and get like sequelitis. <laughs> you you call it Dungeons and Dragons? The second campaign is what you call it, or, <laughs> or Dungeons and Dragons Session Two is what or, you or, call it. What I'd love, I, I saw someone actually uh, mention this on Twitter. It'd be great if they like did another film and it's is it's like called honor among thieves 2 and it's a completely different set of people yes, like like completely be. like not even referencing anything from that first film yep because that's how dungeons and dragons works and like you can have some of the same settings some of the same mm -hmm. monsters but like yeah it's different people how it, they would never do this because this is too much of a big fucking brain idea you get the cast back but they're all playing different characters Dif and classes now they, they all move like one to the left yeah. So, now, so now you've got like like Chris Pine as the barbarian and yep. like Michelle Rodriguez as the tiefling, and yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they never, they never would have done it, but they should. Yeah, as the chat says, they should have just done Curse of Strahd. Yeah, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons Curse of Strahd. The next one's a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. And then they do one in like uh, the Forgotten Realms, and they do one in like fucking Dark Sun and everything. Like every movie is just one of the different you know locations and systems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, there's so there's so much juice to be wrung out of D and D, but like you said, I respect that they're like, no, we're a one and done. Yeah, I also think like it's Wizards of the Coast because I know they have like mm -hmm. a fucking iron grip on that fucking yes, IP, they and they they dictate fucking everything about it. So, so iron, in fact, a lot of the really popular D&D shows like Dimension 20 and Critical Role, the the word is, is that they're actively trying to create their own system so they can move away from Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, yeah. Because ever since Hasbro bought them and they tried to have that new, like, user rights agreement there that's like, well, we technically own your shows and everything you make. And, you know, Matt Mercer and Brendan Lee Mulligan and all these other people are like, oh, the fuck you do? <laughs> yeah, we're going to make our own homebrew stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you can eat shit. We will just create our own system. And it was a really fun two months there when, like, a bunch of really talented RPG creators are like, okay, so if we're creating our own system and we can't use strength, dexterity, all these other things, what do we call it? uh might agility <laughs> uh, how do we how do we sand the fucking corners off this how do we sand off the serial numbers <laughs> how do we make it the same but different and i'm like oh i like this game i like this game a lot <laughs> they're not dragons they're dagons they're not beholders they're big eye boys <laughs> big eye boys and big eye girls too because you know you can be anything you want with a big eye <laughs> uh yeah and, and the chat's right too Kemdo. yeah get jim zub to write it too yeah it. yeah jim zub or like yeah whoever wrote that first film because that first film was great yeah get get our buddy jim zub to write it while you're at it <laughs> uh all right i guess with that we can hop into what we read this week i only read two books this week because i was mostly all taken up with animation right yeah i read a couple a couple more but not too many more uh, I read the big finale for, uh, what is it, Night Terrors Batman. I thought I swore off these, but I'm like, fuck it, it's Batman. Let me check it out anyway. I thought the beginning was kind of weak, but I thought the ending was actually fairly strong. I, I haven't read any of these Night Terrors yet. <laughs> yeah, 
it's perfectly fine. Basically, uh, I'll, I'll spare you the long and short of it. Nothing important really happens, but basically Batman takes an opportunity to heal his inner child by finding his true, you know, his true nightmare, his true fear that he keeps behind something called the Black Door. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. It's, again, it's like, well, very obvious, like, it things, is. yeah. It is, and Insomnia's like, I want in there. Let me in behind the black door. I bet the Nightmare Stone's there. And Batman's like, for the hundredth time, we don't know what the fucking Nightmare Stone is. <laughs> I had a realization the the other week when I read that issue two of Night Terrors, where it's like, okay, so so in this issue, it's 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 stated that like Insomnia wants revenge on the Justice League. They did and, something. And yeah. yeah, they did something in his past. You know, he's not very happy with them. So why is he targeting the entire world? Why why doesn't he why like and you could have like streamlined this entire event where every member of the Justice League just gets a tie in and that's it. But instead we get Angel Breaker and Ravager yeah. and Catwoman. It it does seem like he had a real shotgun approach to this where it's like, yeah. fine, if you're not gonna tell me, I'm gonna put the whole world to sleep. Yeah, yeah except for robots and people with magic protection and Atlanteans who are who de too deep underwater. Yeah. And people like Damien who've trained with monks to be masters of sleep foo. <laughs> I am both incredibly powerful and yet also very weak at the same time. Here's, here's a theory that hit me. Literally everyone he goes to, to ask about the nightmares don't, no one can tell him anything. No. They're like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I didn't know about it existing until you tell it. We know he's in Arkham Asylum. What if he's just crazy? <laughs> that's true. What, that's true. What, like, what if Sandman was telling the truth? Where it's like, yeah, the Nightmare Stone existed for like two seconds before disappearing. I could see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, like we got more of that night of that, that Sandman story where he told us that he, he wasn't sacrificed because yeah. insomnia implied that Sandman was sacrificed. And so he doesn't know the whole story. It's kind of like a Rashomon situation where you got one Very. person saying one thing and yeah. Because I'm like, wouldn't that be an interesting twist? It's like, dude, there's no Nightmare Stone. It exists in yeah. your fucking mind because you're a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. Like, wouldn't that just break him completely? You'd be like, oh no, I, I guess I am crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't exist, my guy. That's why no one can tell you anything about it. Yeah, or, or he'll end up like, like it won't exist and like just him like thinking on it and like the willpower will like will it into existence probably you know, through the power of dreams because in dreams anything is possible yeah yeah the real nightmare stone was the friends we made along the way <laughs> is what it's gonna be <laughs> but yeah the, this issue not the worst joshua williamson actually came to play in this one by writing a very sweet thing where bruce gets to talk to little bruce and i'm like that's pretty good if nothing else mm-hmm it's it's showing a kinder, sweeter side of Batman that you never get to see. Yeah, that's true. Which I always like. Uh, the only other book I read this week was X Men Twenty Five, and I'm glad I did. Mm, yes, it was a good one, wasn't it? Yes, the shit continues to hit the fan after the Hellfire <laughs> Gala, and everybody getting the shit knocked out of them. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Okay, it's like that joke in Simpsons. It ate everybody. <laughs> Fortress, they killed everybody. <laughs> and even the people they didn't kill are like unaccounted for, which is also cool. <laughs> like Wolverine, like no one knows where Wolverine is and no one even asks. No, no. He's just in the fucking wind. 
so yeah, we get to check on with this. Orchis has basically conquered all of Earth now. They have turned all of humanity against the X-Men. They got the president to set up Sentinels on his front lawn, which is very Days of Future Past. Very, very. Which you know that's a direct reference where it's like, nah, this is kind of the modern Days of Future Past. It happened mm -hmm. anyway. Yep. To which, to which even Kitty herself, who is the focus of this issue, mentions, you know, I used to be the young, peppy kid sidekick of this team, gassing up all the other dark and dour heroes in these dark timelines, telling them they can make it and everything and they can do everything. Now I'm the broken down old war horse who needs to be gassed up. <laughs> and I guess Kamala is kind of new Kitty now, is what they seek to imply. Yeah, yeah, that is very heavily implied. She's the new hip, peppy young kid who's going to, you know, gas everyone up. And to their credit, they do write Kamala pretty good here. She has a great speech where she's like, look, I would have stood by mutant kind and helped them anyway, even if I didn't find out I was one because, you know, I'm a hero. This is what heroes do. What's happening to mutant kind is wrong, yada, yada, yada. That was pretty nice. Mm -hmm. I'm like, OK, I don't like how we got here, but you do actually remember how to write Kamala like a fucking character. Yeah, yeah. I, I also love how Emma Frost just hand waves away her being dead. Don't worry, I destroyed your death certificate and I used my mind power so your family will forget. Again, making like that whole death thing and like just like a make, make, trying to make a big deal out of it like nothing. Uh, Spider-Man remembers, Norman remembers. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and that's all that matters. And I mean, I guess like MJ should fucking remember too. Yeah, I guess so. They, they had a Spider-Man annual this week that I fucking refused to read, but I think it's implied that, like, Mary Jane and Paul are in therapy now. <laughs> and that they're, like, really depressed and destroyed because, like, obviously their ghost children are gone now. <laughs> and then, and then Peter's just been, like, a weird incel towards them both, so, yeah. Yeah, the whole time. Though, actually, to Zeb Wells' credit, he actually leaned into something totally funny. Uh, the fact that he fucked up naming the kids and that he gave the girl two different names. <laughs> With Mary Jane being like, oh, I lost, what's her name? Oh, no, sorry, this was your name. I could never decide what name I liked more. <laughs> yes, that's why. <laughs> also, Peter was apparently, like, super harsh on Hollow's Eve. That's also why I refused to read the annual, because I saw Hollow's Eve, and I'm like, get fucked. <laughs> but Peter's like, you're a criminal. You're a fucking criminal. I need to stop you. You're the worst. Even though everything we've seen about Janine is that, you know, she was a victim who ran away from her abusive father to, you know, abusive Ben Chasm and everything. And also, didn't you forgive goddamn Norman? Aren't you working right next to him now, but you're not going to forgive her? You, you, you let the goddamn Madeline Pryor Goblin Queen off the hook just fine. <laughs> oh, no, but Chasm's got to go to jail and Hollow's Eve has got to go to jail. Goddamn, Peter. Goddamn it. <laughs> But yeah, uh, X-Men is dope. This is basically the birth of the darker, grittier, more deadly Shadowcat. Yeah, yeah, she she's not holding back at all, this issue. No. She's she's a ninja, which, man, I love her progression. She went from being a pirate to a space pirate to a ninja. <laughs> also, they spell her name differently, too. It's not Shadowcat with a C, it's Shadowcat with a K now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's how you know it's different and, like, deadly. That's how you know she's hardcore as fuck. <laughs> Cyclops is really going up against it right now. He's still Dr. Stasis's, you know, prisoner. They've sewed his eyes shut. Yes. Oh, that, that was a gruesome, like, visual. <laughs> sure was. And, you know, Stasis is trying to get Cyclops to, like, name names and disavow the mutant community. <laughs> and Scott, rightly so, is like, eat my ass. <laughs> I'd rather die. He's like, fine, I could let you die. The only thing keeping you alive is this machine. <laughs> 
which leads to the interesting problem now that, you know, mutant society is on the run and they have no one to lead them. Yeah. You know, they think Kitty might be able to lead them, but she's too busy killing people. They think Emma might be able to lead them, but she's basically one of the reasons they're in this problem in the first place. Yeah, and she kind of wants to stay on the down low. <laughs> so it probably shouldn't be her. Kamala is, you know, motivated, but is way too young to do any of it. Sink is kind of trying to keep it all together. He's basically being team dad. And also him and Talon were chosen to lead that new X-Men team when it started. So it probably should be them, but they don't know if they feel right about leading under this big crisis. Yep. So they got a lot going on there. I, I also find it funny too, that uh, Dr. Stasis after so long of going, you know, I'm not a Mr. Sinister. I'm something totally different. Okay. I am obsessed with Cyclops though. <laughs> I am. That is real Nathaniel Essex behavior. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm totally different. <laughs> and yeah, it just, it ends with, you know, the death of the red queen, which destiny predicted yep. in her visions, yep. the red queen will die. And the new shadow cat rises from the ashes and she's just fucking people up. Yep. Yep. Not taking any prisoners or anything. Nope. You know, those law, the old laws of Krakoa disappeared with Krakoa. We said murder, no man. Well, now I can murder whoever I want. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna murder him hard too. Oh, the chat actually asked about Iceman. So I didn't read the book, but I did check in on how Iceman survived. I, I flipped through it. They uh, they search for Spocket is what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his his husband or his boyfriend's love for him was so strong that he went to his magical ice castle and he got to live again because he's just that powerful of an Omega mutant that he can constitute a new body out of ice. Yeah, yeah. He he just like makes it out of thin air, which is pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> no pun intended but i'm like i like that i'm like you know what? i'm down with that bobby's just more powerful than he ever thought he was and he's he's going around helping people and i like that his symbol now is like the x symbol but with the the like a symbol through the middle so it looks like a uh emt's uh mm. symbol nice i like that a lot yeah i think i might have to start reading Iceman now yeah it, it looked pretty cool it does. I'm all about it. But yeah, he's back. Also, Magneto is kind of back, quote unquote, now. Did you catch that? I haven't, no. So in the Scarlet Witch book, she runs into Eric again. And she's like, oh my god, Dad, you're alive. Oh my god, you can help us. It's not really Magneto, though. It's a clone that Mr. Sinister made. Oh, no. But he knows that. He's like, look, I'm a Mr. Sinister clone. I wasn't brought back via the resurrection protocols. Sorry, I'm not your dad. I'm a clone and I know it. Oh, no. Which is kind of a thing. But also, it's like, you know, this calls into a lot of questions of, you know, the cloning protocols on Krakoa. It's like, well, technically we're all clones, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, some of us clones are of clones. Yeah, but like, if you have your memories and you know you have your heart and your soul, it really just comes down to where you are biblically. You know what what creates? You know what is a person? What makes us? Is it our physical forms? Is it our memories? Is it the soul? As we think. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I know for some people they just cannot get over that hump where it's like, no, these are all clones of X Men. The real X Men died. These are nobodies. No, they're not though, because they have their memories and experiences, yeah. and that's what makes you a person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The physical form is just the physical form, man. We must learn to transcend the physical form <laughs> and become beings of pure energy. Or at least that's how I always fall on it. No, I, I agree with that. So that's a thing. Yeah. But yeah, so X-Men continues to be really interesting right now. The stakes have never been higher. And there's a lot of characters who are just straight up unaccounted for. Yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to like keep track of all of this. <laughs> 
Well, it's but I say there's a lot of characters on the canon for, but actually there's less characters than ever now, and that's well, kind well, of I know, yeah, a lot a lot did die uh, in the in the Hellfire Gala. A lot got like like smooshed into the ground by Nimrod and and Orchis mm-hmm. and everything. But you know, there's still quite a fair few characters out there, so I'm intrigued to see if they keep it all, you know, together, yeah, consistent and everything. <laughs> This, this is also a book letting you know what else to read, where it's like, hey, you want to know mm-hmm. what happened to Forge? Read Children of the Vault, because the fucking Vault children are out now because Krakoa's gone. Yep, yep. I remember he said that like a couple volumes ago, where it's like, yeah, so I'll power these Matrix engines to keep the Vault children trapped in their own minds there. But, you know, uh, if the island ever gets destroyed, which will never happen, then they'll break out. So hopefully we'll be good. Yeah, the shield and the simulation will fall, which is terrible but but yeah. could actually end up like i could see that i could actually end up working in their favor because i have to imagine orchis wouldn't be too happy with like i imagine orchis is just going to see them as mutants as well because they have like yeah. mutant powers and and you know they're powered people and everything so like oh no they're, they're a threat to us so we're, we're going to try and kill them as well yeah. Well, as we know from reading, you know, Orchis's uh, internal memos within the back pages of this issue. Yeah, we hate mutants now, but we also have plans for taking out all the other superheroes after mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And aliens. We're just a big fucking xenophobic group in general. Yep. Yep. We just kind of hate everyone. You know, the mutants were just an easy punching bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole thing. Uh, oh, uh, Angelica Firestar is, you know, a mole now within uh, Orchis, but only she knows that she's a mole. No one else does. And Kitty's like, I'm going to go kill her now. Because <laughs> they think she's like the biggest Judas to mutant kind. Yep. <laughs> Someone actually had a good pitch in the comment section. Be like, oh, she should call up some of her old Avengers friends to be like her security detail. Like fucking Night Thrasher should be <laughs> shadowing her now to protect her from kitty <laughs> oh that'd be cool that would be fun but then it would also be like well why is night thrasher working for orchis then he shouldn't like that because <laughs> <laughs> technically everyone thinks she works for orchis now yeah they set up uh, uncanny avengers to the captain america and rogue and the unity squad are doing everything they can to try and help mutant kind mm-hmm. which i actually like that the avengers are on top of something for a change yeah yeah they didn't just wait. They're like, no, 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 we're doing something. We promise. <laughs> did, did they do any other setups? I feel like they set up like several uh, new spinoff books in this one. Uh, oh, they set so. up the Miss Marvel book. Yeah, 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 of course, yes. So that's a thing. But yeah, it was really solid. Again, I'm very excited about X-Men again. I was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't need to read these right away. But after this, now I'm like, okay, now I got to read these right away. Yeah, now. yeah, and it's a, it's a pretty good jumping on point as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. If you haven't been paying attention, if you kind of fell off <clears throat> during Destiny of X, yes, then read this in Hellfire Gala and you will be up to speed. Yep. Which is great. It is, it, and and it's helpful as well that at the end of each book, as you said, there's like it tells you which which one to read next. Yep, sure does. Yes, and uh, that's about it for uh, me. That's everything I read because I just did Harley and I just did Adventures with Superman, <laughs> and we talked about that at the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, what did you have, Matt, to close out the show? Uh, I had Adventures of Superman, the 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 John Kent book. This is the the final issue. Yes. I, I did uh, flip through this. I didn't get a chance to read it, but I knew that this was another one that people people had a real normal one about Oof. Tom Taylor, as they tend to do. Oh, people hated this book. 
I don't get it because like Tom Taylor is so pleasant and yet people yeah. get so weirdly fucking personal with him every time. Yeah, and, and it's just him too. I don't see any other writers getting this sort of flack. Like I, I've seen writers get criticized and everything, but like not to this extent where like the guy will literally just just sit there and someone will find a fucking problem with him. It's I think it's because he writes so many fan favorite characters, but it's also like you're doing what I want, but not in the way I want. Yeah, it was like you this this wasn't exactly how I imagined it in my brain. So it's yeah, terrible. Yeah, you you didn't read my fan fiction close <clears throat> enough. Yeah, yeah. So so this issue is is the culmination of the injustice arc that we've been running with the last couple of issues. Uh, and it's John facing the Injustice Justice League. Uh, and he, he takes them down the way John has been taking down threats, uh, this entire time. This, this is one of the things people say, oh, John wouldn't do this. He's been doing this since like Taylor's been writing him, like for however many issues of that son of Kal-El series and before that, uh, which is just by like talking things out. So like yeah. he ends up like, yeah. he ends up like, co like, uh, cornering each of the members. He, he talks with like flash and like super speed time and convinces Barry to like stand down. Cause that's another thing people d seem to forget. A lot of the people on, uh, injustice Superman's side were there just because they were scared of him. They weren't they were, actually like, evil yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he ends up like, uh, telling flash to like not turn up or anything and not, not fight. So flash ends up running off, I think into the speed force or like hiding somewhere. Uh, he takes down Hawk girl by ripping off her wings and leaving mm -hmm. her wing wingless. He takes, uh, Hal Jordan's yellow lantern ring. And I think he tosses it into the sun. <laughs> he does something to it like where he can't use it and he knows the only person he's going to have trouble with is wonder woman because the mm. wonder woman of this because if you remember the wonder woman of the injustice universe is she's pretty hardcore and she never trusted john to begin with no no so she, he ends up earlier in the book um he learned that superman and the rest of the league went to Sa uh, saturn's moon titan uh to investigate something so he ends up like uh he goes into his into his blue electric blue superman form oh, and, yeah. and, and speeds her to titan uh and he ends up relieving her of her her whip and just like leaving her on titan knowing that she can come back to earth but it's going to give him some time <laughs> uh, uh, so he ends up going back to earth and he finds damien and he gives damien the the lasso to help convince damien that he's telling the truth and giving him the lasso also reveals damien's true feelings about his father which is he doesn't want his father to die Mm, be, uh, be the be the damien i remember be yeah. honest to yourself yeah so damien ends up freeing his father and uh harley off off panel uh and superman gets really fucking mad at that and he ends up taking jay the this earth's jay hostage and he he's, he's basically goading john into trying to fight him in front of the public and he, right. he he like breaks john's uh breaks uh jay's arm and like just keeps gloating him and that. everything yeah yeah but john john doesn't buy it and ends up charging him but then hugging him and stopping the fight which injustice superman doesn't like and i like there's a very meta thing there where it's like that injustice superman was created as a fighting character and all he wants to do is fight and like get into brawls and stuff and i like that there's there's a little bit of a meta there where it's like that's all he's that's all his characterization really is he's a he was a character in like a mortal combat clone <laughs> so so all he wants to do is fight um, yeah a creation of a fighting game no less yeah yeah um but, you know, John ends up, like, talking, sort of talking him down, like, stopping the fight for a minute, uh, where he, he won't attack, 
he won't attack or be cruel to this superman because that's not what superman does superman is a friend he helps people he doesn't get into big fights with people or he tries not to get into big fights tries to de-escalate situations and he uses that message from um his mother he uses that message from lois he got in the yeah, first issue um, very nice. and and shows it to to this superman and it almost convinces him to stop and then cyborg turns up and ends up using this gun to shoot john back to his world <laughs> and as john's fading away he he, he keeps telling the superman to like remember who you are and i like there's, there's it's a great thing it's kind of embodying those words that jor-el said in the first superman movie the son becomes the father and the father becomes the son because now the son is is passing his legacy on to what would have been his father Yes, he's trying to teach Superman lessons to this Superman yes. who has lost his way. And also juxtaposing what Lois said in the previous issue where it's like, you know, you're so good, John, because you had so many opportunities to, you know, to go to the dark side, to be mm -hmm. evil because of all these bad things that happened to you. Yep. This Superman did let the bad things that happened to him. That's essentially what the Lois the message side. says to him. Like, uh, you, 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 you embodied Superman so well because you didn't give in to like what what these people wanted and everything you you rose above it and became a superman yeah the, the game yeah. didn't change you you changed the game <laughs> yeah and that's what people were mad at mm. that's the thing people were mad at that he, that he he tried to convince uh injustice superman to to be good again that's what that's what they were mad at <laughs> yeah kt helping us out in the chat look like half people are still upset about john getting aged up even though it's been five years yeah, yeah that's, he's that's... been older than he he's been older longer than he has been a kid at this yeah, point that's that's a thing they're refusing to let go and also yeah. too they implied that this isn't the end of the story because we'll no. be seeing john again in a taylor's beast world story the 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 book ends with john back on earth zero and he begins listening to the world and he can tell something is very very wrong with the world at the moment and uh it just says like pick up with john and beast world and and as well he uh taylor seek to imply maybe valzod and red tornado will be part of that story as well because they that's yes, that's the one say, that's the one thing i didn't like about this book they just completely disappeared from it like i got it at first because it's like well yeah john just woke up and he's a strange world he's trying to make sense of it all but yeah when i flipped through the book i'm like oh my god he didn't go back for yeah. Valzot or red tornado i'm like oh fuck yeah he, he probably should have done that taylor did imply that they are coming back in some form it this was all just like planting the seeds for all of that I do wish they would get a little bit more of them but yeah <laughs> yeah because they were such a strong part of this story when it started and i couldn't wait yeah. to see john hang out with val and they're like oh he just kind of didn't and I, and, I, and they were and they were advertised as being in this series like they yeah were. yeah <laughs> I, I really hope this wasn't dc being like hey taylor get rid of these two characters we don't want to see them anymore it's weird that they're running around reminding people of the old earth too that doesn't exist anymore uh, yeah i hope that wasn't fridging them i hope that's not like put them in the box yeah especially valzog because it seems like don't they have like movie and tv plans for him uh, maybe it's weird what that uh, that that superman tv or movie or whatever the hell was happening with that is i don't even know if it's still happening i th i think last time i looked they didn't cancel it but they might have quietly i don't know yeah well, it sounds like I'm going to enjoy that story, but it sounds like it, lots of other people aren't. It was classic Superman stuff. Like, 
do these uh, it's obvious these people don't actually read super metal like understand they it, i compared it to um doomsday clock where they 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 wanted superman to fight dr manhattan and when he didn't when he stood his ground against him and convinced him to help save the universe they got mad because it wasn't punchy action explosions right. yeah again you know it, it's one of those things where it's like are, are you only reading this because you read injustice is that why Th that's exactly why yeah I bet there's a lot of people reading this because they only watched slash played Injustice. Like, what mm -hmm. do you mean they talked it out? What do you mean they used their words? Yeah, it's the same uh, with that recent Jeff Johns Flashpoint Beyond series. People watched that Flashpoint Paradox film and yeah. expected the the comic to be that, but it it wasn't. <laughs> now, now in my defense, I had a lot of problems with that book that came. Then yeah, no, no, I know. Thomas Wayne, you know, kind of going back on a lot of his characterization, yeah, yeah. but 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 they kind of got me by the end, though. I'm not yeah, they they brought it back around. They brought it back around. They brought it back around. Where I'm like, God damn it, Jeff Johns, you know, fucking story structure. God <laughs> damn it, couldn't stay mad at you forever. <laughs> actually, I didn't read JSA this week. Speaking of Jeff Johns, but I did flip through it, and we actually do get to see his new Flashpoint universe again for like two mm, seconds. We do, yes. Yeah, I didn't get to read that, but I wanted to. It actually looks like they wrap up that story arc. They actually beat Protagon in this one. Yeah, I think, like, well, that book's got to be coming pretty close to a close, I think. Yeah, because I think it was only supposed to be a mini, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. But yeah, I know I flipped through that with plans to read it, and I'm like, oh, wow, it looks like shit really pops off here. And then, uh, what is it, Judy Garrick, one of the sidekicks, the lost sidekicks, returns. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So so we got that going on. Yeah, it looks really cool. I'll be excited to read it when I get a chance to read it. Also, I found <laughs> out I didn't read Iron Man from like a week ago, so I'm actually yeah. behind on Iron Man. I, I hadn't read that one either, yeah. <laughs> that slipped both of us, and I'm like, oh, well, this is setting up his marriage this is setting up emma frost this is like right before uh what is it right before the freaking uh, hellfire gala because uh her and kingpin are wearing their gala costumes yep yep <laughs> so yeah this looks important i should definitely read this yeah <laughs> i i actually had to tell someone in the comment section it's like man they should really have done more to set up this hellfire gala thing and all these stark sentinels that are all over the world dude I'm read like, iron man <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, dude, it's what all of Iron Man has been about in this newest run, him trying to fight <laughs> Phalong. Hell, read that Carnage Reigns book because the Sentinels are in that too. They've been building it up for months. <laughs> yeah, Phalong has been like a running thing in the X-Men books. They set him up ages ago. <laughs> yes, that's the definition of I have a problem with this and I'm not going to check. Yeah, yeah, I, I, a simple Google search. <laughs> would... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to say words without checking and you can't stop me. <laughs> That's my thing. But uh, yeah, was that everything you had this week, Matt, or did you have any more? Uh, I had one more book, and that is the beginning of Star Wars's new Dark event, Dark Droids. How, how did I know it? <laughs> so this is the big robot revolution that you and I have been asking for literally <laughs> forever in Star Wars? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so how did this one go? Uh, so this is Charles Soule again, uh, and he's... Uh, again because he's been he's been telling one fucking long story since like war of the mm. bounty hunters uh this picks up at the end of crimson rain and when the formata cage was opens it like expelled like what looked like was a queen uh turns out it was actually a droid like a little like droid and mm. uh the eternal spark which was or spark eternal which was in dr afra which is like it was like a techno being that had possessed her 
um, it got it got like exorcised by her friends and it went into this coin and it merged with this coin and became something more we, we're following it's like narration where it it kind of knows what it is but it knows it's something else and completely and it's connected with all droids basically and it can see how droids are treated around the universe with like friends as tools as lovers they they mm. they basically confirm that like l3 and and lando were a thing it's great <laughs> the, it's the so people cool. are definitely fucking yeah people are definitely fucking yeah lando is definitely fucking the millennium falcon yeah just in case you were wondering everyone it's canon yeah. now uh, and uh this little little droid thing infects uh, a bunch of like imperial k2 droids and and like takes them over and then and most of the issue is it like taking over like a star destroyer because it's like filled with droids so like it just takes over all the droids and like ends up like blowing all the people out of airlocks and like gassing them <laughs> and ta takes over a star destroyer uh and then it robo revolution now <laughs> one of the droids on there is actually part of ajax sigma's uh little little group and we find we actually touch in with ajax because i thought that was what the the, the threat was going to be ajax sigma i thought that yeah. that was the that was going to be the threat turns out Same. ajax might actually be kind of a good guy because he's oh. set up like his his own droid church where they're trying to they're like trying to like vie for like freedoms and 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 stuff for droids and to be left alone and everything and so he set up like his own uh church and he he has like people out in the universe all droids out in the universe sort of like keeping tabs on everything and one of his uh spies tells him about what's happening on this star destroyer and uh he's like oh that's that's fucking bad news we're probably gonna have to go and like destroy this before it gets even worse because it's gonna like ruin our images uh, of like a peaceful <laughs> as a peaceful like church and everything so we're gonna have to go and destroy this uh the 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 darkness the spark i don't know what to call it really the spark uh ends up it making sounds way too transformers yeah it ends up like because it's now part of that it's now literally the the imperial star destroyer it gains access to like all of like palpatine's records and like secrets <laughs> and everything so it, dick pics. yeah yeah all that sort of stuff yeah he all these blackmail material on darth vader and everything and yeah it ends up sending out like a bunch of mouse droids into the into space and they end up like going to like the crime syndicates and the rebellion Ooh. and starting to infect people in there and it's here we get like the, 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 the like twist of the the story so the rebels at that time were like trying to figure out how to like destroy the second death star they're trying to find like more information about it and everything um and it's here we find out that c-3po has been infected and oh no. and his narration is what we've been following this entire time ah, i like uh, it when they do that and yeah yeah he's been infected and he he like enters the room and he's all sinister he's in shadow and everything i'm like oh yes he's gonna be the bad guy that's fun yeah it's cool it's cool evil c-3po <laughs> yeah yeah it's very much like the thing oh in, in terms cool. of like like you don't know who's infected who, who who's infected um like with this virus or this alien virus who who's going to be bad who's going to be good and everything yeah pretty cool i'm glad i'm glad they're giving the droids their day i'm glad they're yeah. letting them do a thing yeah it's about time they had a, a droid uprising 
Yeah, just just like a droid centric story in general, because like everything surrounding droids in the Star Wars universe is so fucking interesting because mm. they have personalities and they can be friends and lovers and enemies and everything else. And they have personalities and they get jokes and they mm -hmm. feel fear. And yet they're so regularly treated like second class citizens yeah. to the point where Mando's droid racism is played as a joke. <laughs> It's so fucking weird, right? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing them uh, touch on that sort of stuff because this this event uh, is is taking over every uh, Star Wars book at the moment, or every oh, like so. one set like Darth Vader, Aphra, uh, Bounty Hunters, and Star Wars. The ongoing, and yeah, over the next couple of months, it was quite daunting seeing that final checklist page. I know. <laughs> it, it, don't you love that Star Wars is just like other comics in yeah. that regard? Uh, but, but at least it will actually. They'll probably all tie in in some big way because each of those books has uh droids in it and has like a main droid in it which will probably end up getting like a pretty cool story well that's good i'm excited for that do you do you think they're gonna have the big mass effect geth moment there with one of them being like is this unit alive Ooh, maybe yeah. i think they uh, they could probably do that with r2 because in the previews i don't think r2 ends up getting infected so he ends up like helping Luke and the others sort of fight off these droids. So I imagine there's going to be some sort of thing there where like the, the sparkle CR2 is, is the good one or something, you know? Yeah. I could definitely see that being like, does this unit have a soul? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm here with my friends. Yeah. Oh, I, I just can't help but hear Anthony Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it, everyone. I think that sounds like the show for this week. We're going to start winding it down then. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming and joining and hanging out with us. Thank you, uh, everyone who did Super Chats this week. Thank you to KT, of course. Thank you to uh, the Rocket King. Much appreciated. That helps keep the lights on. Uh, everyone else, as always, you can relive the show over on Patreon. We try and get that one up as soon as humanly possible in audio and video form. You can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. In fact, we actually got some new patrons today uh thank you ken taylor i think he's an old patron actually who just came back so nice. that's always nice to see old faces come back and re-up of yeah. course thank you to omari malik and Blacktooth publishing for sponsoring the show again i will be sure to put all of his links down in the description there check him out he's a good dude mm -hmm. really want to see his stuff do well and uh yeah that'll be it everyone i hope you all have a great week and uh, be sure to come back next time. We'll be talking about all the new books that are fit to print. Yeah, hopefully there's not too many. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Again, yeah. I, I I would like less books because, again, freaking all this animation, which is doing great for my channel, but I know. it's hard to stay up on comics. I, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am torn between two worlds on this one. I really, really am. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye-bye, everybody. Yeah.